Wednesday, December 9th, 2020. I'm here with uh, David Chen and Cal Slotten, myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I have a question for uh, David Chen today. Yes, sir. The question is, uh, how is it going? As always, Cal, thank you for asking. It's a, it's a good question, you know. Honestly, like, what if we were to deconstruct this question? How how is it going what if what if we were to ask like why is it going bro <laughs> <laughs> what is it going what is it going? why i think why is it going is a pretty fucked up question though if you think about it well that can get really deep or not at all that's true oh, like, yeah, we yeah, can, yeah, yeah. like well what is no honestly though what is going is also a really good question Like, what is going? Though? What is going? Exactly. Like, what is... Because if, if we're asking um, how, like, what is it? Oh, yeah. What is it? Is it life? Is it today? Is it last week? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm asking that question. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Like... Yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you this. How I define it for today on how's it going... I'm going to define the last two days. Um, you know, our last episode... I just spilt some tea. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. It's okay. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, dude. For, this is just an aside here. Uh, I, I checked the analytics for our podcast. Um, and turns out no one from Reset is listening to it. But the majority of our listeners are from Germany. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's, we have a total of five unique listeners. And... Two of them are from Germany. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's hello in German? Uh I know Donka is thank you. Well Donka, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Donka listeners. Um <laughs> I what Dude, that's cool. That's cool. I know I know Mein Kampf is my head or my oh, brain. God. No, I'm just kidding. I thought it, <laughs> David. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, now that we just alienated our goddamn oh, no, German audience, no, 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 please stay, please stay, please stay for sure. No, 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 we we don't make we don't make Hitler jokes too often. But anyways, uh, we've um, we never really acknowledged like the audience since starting this. Really, I don't think we meant to. I don't think we meant to. Yeah, let's let's get back on track yeah, here. Yeah, screw the audience. Yeah, I we're not there. Hate you guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, I yo so. I think we had this conversation before this concept of reading and just like, you know, reading and something weird happened in the past two days. I finished a book in two days. I mean, it wasn't like a crazy long book. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you know John Green? Yes, of course I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he wrote, um, Fall Fall Star Star Stars. he wrote yeah. a couple other pretty banger books and I got one recently. What? Well, not recently when quarantine started and I just never got around to reading it. It's called an abundance of Catherine's. And dude, dude, I would. Work. I think I think you'd get a. I think you get a kick out of it because, like, I mean, it's a it's a love it's a love story, really. Um, but it's so much more than that. In in fact, it gives me "Call Me by Your Name" vibes. Right? Really? Yeah. Like it, 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 it. The, the big themes are like self identity and like finding yourself. But along the way of finding yourself, you find other people who who like complete you, and, um. You know, the, the the book's about a story about this child prodigy growing, who's now like 17, his name's Colin. 
and for some reason his life um for some reason throughout his life he's only dated Catherine's. Like he's dated 19 Catherine's and was dumped by 19 Catherine's. Um wow. Yeah, no no idea. Well, I mean, there is a reason why, but you know, it was saving the story. Um and and yeah, it's such a beautiful book. Um and John Yeah, Yeah, uh what a guy. The man is creative. Like he does it all. John Green does it all. Yeah, he started VidCon, he does crash course, he wrote banger books. Yeah, man. That's that's the life. I mean, just writing a book is enough. And his YouTube channel in itself is oh, yeah. like something to be cherished. But yeah, that is crazy. He, like he's going to go down as one of the, just those humans who did it, you know? Yeah, just oh, amazing stuff. And like his story is also inspiring because like he his he like miraculously passed college or no, no, I think it was like he barely passed high school and like his, his te- one of his I think it was like his calc teacher was like kind of set him on the right path and like in college he kind of blossomed and it became like really really entrenched into his studies and eventually went on to do a bunch of cool stuff wow um, yeah, so well, it, him and his uh, history teacher wrote they don't they still write the oh, script yeah. to uh the world history series yeah 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 and um yeah it's just like his his life as well like gives a lot of themes on like there's never there's you know it's your life doesn't it's not decided when you're like five or six or even 17 excuse me it's uh it's it starts whenever you decide to start it you know of course yeah and i mean i obviously relate to that it's i think like most people can Mm. like yeah Yeah. just writing your own story is so important and like when do you come to that realization that like i'm not writing my story right now like i've just been rolling with the punches i'm living in the moment for so long and like have you ever had that moment or have you always felt like you've been in control well, I, I don't know if it's an issue of control or not. I think it's an issue of like how's how's the best way to describe this? It's like I don't even know. It's like when you say like you're living in the moment and I agree that some days during quarantine and even some days now as well like you feel as though oh, where's the progress? You know, where which which direction are you stepping towards? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and this book, dude. I'm gonna say uh, next time we, we 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 meet up. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this book. I would definitely recommend reading this. Okay, I'll, um, I'll knock it out. Yeah. Um. But towards the end of the book, and this has no context, so there's no spoilers. He says that the and you know John Green's books always have like banger quotes in it. He was like, you know, there's a difference between what we like. So for the past, what we remember and what happened. Right there's a there's a difference between what we remember and what, what we what happened. There's also oh, yeah, a difference. There's also a difference in who we predict we will be and who we will become. And he says that in those gaps, we have room to reinvent ourselves. And I think that's I think that's I think that's really good because like, you, you know, we we've talked a lot about future and who we want to become and what we want to do. And you know, on one hand, we we talk about like oh. You know, let's live the question, right? Live, live the life mm-hmm. that contains all these questions and not seek out the answers. But I think the problem is, I don't think we should be like, we should, we we should, we shouldn't take the statement "live the question," meaning just live and 
pretend that questions will answer themselves if that makes sense it's such a mm-hmm. such a weird thing to like request like you okay like at one hand you don't want to seek the answers but at the other you don't want to be too passive and not actively live like what does it even mean to actively well live? we're definitely overthinking it now i mean i think live the question like i think we're overthinking it now like we're trying to find this like mix of like well we're living in the moment but occasionally taking this introspective break to make sure that things are going the way we wanted them to Hmm. but that might that might just be enough right i really do think that's enough like i feel like you just have to like a video game there's checkpoints there's save points and you have to you know gather yourself see where all this in the moment living is taking you and make sure that that's where you want to go and then keep going and like hop back on with the question Mm, yeah but you can't lose yourself that's just never good and I've always wondered, like, have, like, losing yourself. Like, people do that. Like, people talk about how they just kind of went off the rails and weren't themselves for long periods of time. Like, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. They just get knocked off course. Like, I mean, I've seen it happen to my family. It's, yeah, and just being the, introspective. That's the, other, that's the other thing, though. Like, what is a course? Like, how do we know when we're on course and off course, though? Well, it it really just, like, do you have goals? Hmm. Do you have goals, David? Like that you want to complete in your life? I I don't know. See, I'm scared of goals in in some ways because like I don't know. It feels wrong to say like my goal is to earn money or because like okay, first of all, it's always easy to just say oh my goal is to be happy. I I think that's uh, a, yeah. that's a yeah. weak goal. So it's a weak it's a strong goal but a weak goal if that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, short-term goal is, yeah, well, yeah, goals. I just want to continue doing what I love, which is podcasting. I want to find what I want to, I want to find a subject that I can really fall into and just be embraced by its, by its passions and interests and topics. And also, and this third one, this third goal, it's going to sound weird, man. It's going to sound hella weird, but this is related to the reason why I wanted to talk about the book that I read. The book Abundance of Catherines, well, you know, obviously one of the themes is self-identity, but the other one is teen love. Because, oh. you know, well, you know, it's Colin getting dumped by 19 Catherines and, and wanting to figure out why and why he's why he's messed up or whatever. But, um, you know, in, in the in this in the book, it, they talk a lot about like what it, what it felt like in a relationship as a teenager, as a young person, kind of enthralled with passion and emotion, mm-hmm. you know? And and they also talked about, like, situations where you're with this person, you're just able to, like, be their confidant, you know, be able to talk and shit. Yeah. Um, kind of how, kind of how, like, what we're doing here, but in a different sense of, like, um, yeah, in just a different sense, but... Yeah, well, so Molly and I have. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that, like... Like what? Like this? I don't even know how to. I'll just. I'll yeah. I'll just tell you. I Uh and I know what you're asking. Um, but yeah, it's just like I like truly falling in love when you're a teen is a very like special thing, because like you know, I think most people think they fall in love when they're a teen. Like that's always something. I, I think there's there's tons of people I know who've told someone they were in a relationship with in high school that they loved them. Uh, and then they were dating for about a month 
and had no common interest. They weren't compatible. It, it was a lie, right? But like, I actually, I actually had teen love. <laughs> like, I really did. Uh, and it was it was wild. Like, it, it literally began in Spanish class, my um, junior year and Molly's sophomore year. And I'll never forget, like, the day I sat down, it sounds really cliche, but the day I sat down in Spanish, I looked across the room and I remember what shirt she was wearing. She was wearing this uh, white, she was wearing this r- white striped, it, it had alternating stripes of uh, blue, red, and white. It was a collared shirt that went to her, like, uh, elbows and she was wearing some Tilly's pants. Her whole outfit was from Tilly's and it's always a joke we made because I hate Tilly's. <laughs> But like the moment I saw her, I literally knew that I was going, maybe not fall in love or date her for two and a half years so far, but I knew that something was special there. I had a feeling and I can't make this up. I sat next to this girl the next day when the seating chart is made. Oh, sat next to her. And so I'm sitting next to this girl and I was like, like, I haven't really, this is at the very beginning of junior year. I feel like I was reinventing myself. And I was like, how can I, what can I do to get this girl to like me? So I was just like, for the first time in my life, I was just myself. And I wasn't trying to do anything special to get this girl to like me. I was just being as Cal Slotin as I could possibly be. Uh, and there was, a, we were just instantly making the deepest, darkest jokes you could possibly imagine. Um, like <laughs> like just the, the, one of the first things i did was uh i pulled up a video of some guy dying in a terrible work accident exactly but what i loved is just she like i mean if someone shows you a video of someone dying like what you, you'd never talk they're weird you never talk to them again but she was the first person that ever found that funny. And <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but this is why it's, it's these, these stories, these love stories should never sound like someone else's love story. Like they're all so unique and that's what really love is, is all about. Like there, there aren't people all around the globe living exactly what they saw in Call Me By Your Name or living exactly what I've experienced with Cal and Molly. It's all so unique. But now, like thinking back, like I, I can just listen to music that Molly first showed me in Spanish class, um, like hers, uh, Marcel by hers. I don't even know if I can get through that song without crying. I really don't think I could. And she's the only person I know that just a song that reminds me of her almost makes me break down and cry. Fuck, man. I, I I can't believe we haven't talked about, you know, your relationship. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit private. That's how it goes. I'm curious. When was the first time you actually asked her out? Like, when did you guys... So, or, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first time I asked... Well, here's the thing. Like, everything was just implied at first. We like, we, we always right. hung out. I, I was the first to, like... The first time we ever hung out out of class was... Uh, I saw her after I was playing tennis. And she was sitting at the bench doing homework, like at the on the tennis bench. So oh. I went, uh, so I went up and like sat next to her, 
and that was the first time we ever hung out. And I, I just remember like, like I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, should I hug this girl? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I dated people before Molly, but something just felt different. Like, I, like I was like, I don't even know how to. Like, I suddenly forgot how to hug her, and I suddenly forgot how to do anything. I don't know why, but it just. It's almost yeah. A part of me just started when I met her. Part of me that I never even knew like existed. Fuck, and it was man. like in its infantile state, and it didn't know how to do things. Oh my god, dude! Like, really? Yes, I know it's it's crazy, but I I just remember like awkwardly hugging her. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's just soon sooner or later we we, we uh, really met each other around Christmas time. And I remember what sealed the deal was I went to her house uh, during Christmas time to give her her gift. And I spent so long on this gift. One, I went to four different shops that we had our first four dates on. So we like mm. we saw a movie. We went and got coffee. We went to thrift center. And I got $10 gift cards at every single one of these places. So we could go r- redeem them together as like a hangout voucher. Oh my God. And then I put in, I asked my carpenter neighbor to make a little box, like a nice little box with like a metal clasp to put them in and then i painted the first album we ever uh that she ever showed me mild high club uh tessellation and i painted the album cover on a little canvas and replaced the guy's face with a you know that dog i draw yeah (laughs) i replaced the guy's face with the dog and i i painted it and i put it all in the box and gave it to her and that's what's the that's what Damn. sealed the deal. Because I don't think anyone had ever really done anything as thoughtful as that for her. And like, man, and, and she painted my dog in this nice little canvas. And it's just like, I have never even thought about doing anything that thoughtful for anybody before. Mm-hmm. Which is why this was actually special. It really was. And I could just tell. And I always hate like these people that say like, you can't even imply marriage if you meet someone in high school, right? Mm-hmm. But like, even if Molly and I don't end up getting married, like, this is something I will think about for the rest of my life. Mm. Yeah, and and it happened when I was fifteen. <laughs> Crazy to Fuck. think about, right? Fuck, man. Yeah. Shit. Like this is this is exactly what, um, this is exactly what I was talking about it's kind of cool that i couldn't describe it very well and you were like yeah no i got you i got you <laughs> there's not yeah like what question could you even ask it's more just like just tell me like yeah, you know what i mean me. yeah yeah for sure and yeah that's the thing like something about that is so enviable you know like in in the book they were talking about like colin's missing piece in his gut and and what you described sounds very familiar to that you know and I'm like, I'm like, I'm wondering, you know, like if there's a part of me as well that's kind of was is, is locked away and, and requires that that same catalyst um, to be able to find. And oh, definitely. I and, and I wanted to ask, like, like, never mind. I didn't. I just wanted to talk about this this idea, of like, teen love, because that's my that's my third goal. That's honestly my third goal to. I love that. That is a good, that is a good goal. Like <laughs> I love that. And really all I can say is like, it really comes at first sight, but it's just so, it's so unbelievably rare. Like, and a lot of people end up in these really toxic things. And what's so dangerous about teen love 
is you have these two people who are attempting to find themselves while uh, coming to contact with the most complicated emotion, which is love. And sometimes it does not end well. And Molly and I have had our moments, you know what I mean? I mean, none of it really too negative, but I mean, we've had our moments and it's fucking difficult uh, emotionally, but like mostly it's helped. Like fuck Molly and I, call every single day i i don't think i've since i met her we've literally talked like every day <laughs> since i met her i call her like immediately after i work and we just talk about her day so it can be so helpful like yeah. mental health wise if you find the right one it really comes at first sight though like you'll see this gal or or man and you'll just be you'll sit there and like look at them and be like I, like I, just, I can just already i already know your personality like I can see by the clothes you're wearing and I can see by like just the way you move and the way you look that like I already have a feeling of who you are and I'm just drawn to you. Like once you experience that and then somehow you end up talking to that person and you guys just like it's there for some reason that that's when you know something special for sure. Yeah. I don't know, like, the first sight thing scares me a lot, you know, because, like, it's literally judging a book by its cover. And, you know, the thing with, with you and Molly, I think uh, this is, you know, obviously true, but also special and perhaps unique. I don't know if it's first sight. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's, it has to be, like, repeated contact. And then you kind of know. Like, of course. Well, yeah, I didn't look at Molly and think that I'm, I had no idea what was to come and I didn't know I was going to fall in love. But I was just drawn to her for some reason. Hmm. Something about it, like I was just drawn. I that's just something that happens. Uh, Eternal Sunshine, uh, one of my favorite movies ever. You have to watch it. Jim Carrey's best movie. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he plays this guy and he meets this girl named Clementine, and he's like journaling as he's looking at her, and he's like, "It's so funny how I'm just drawn to the back of this girl's body. Like I haven't even." seen the front of her body yet and yet like i'm just drawn to it it sounds so fucking stupid but really yeah i was just drawn to molly for some reason man so maybe i just have to look around and just (laughs) it was like oh oh they're gonna never force it though i mean making it a goal i don't don't know how though you know like is it forced unforced like you it's hard to distinguish Bro, you've seen some dangerous. You've been consuming some dangerous media. This teen love. You're on a teen love binge. I don't know. It's just like because like I I went home. It's such a weird reason why I started reading this book because I was like, oh oh okay yeah okay. So this all started. Do you know? I don't know if you know this YouTuber, but his name is John Fish. John Fish. His last yeah. name's Fish. Yeah, his name's no. Fish. Yeah, he's he's a Harvard third year, I think, and he's he's pretty probably he's like eight hundred thousand subscribers. And like his his book his videos are basically all about like introspective um, thoughts on his own life his why how's he how he's improving it tips advice etc and he recently did this video where he was like why reading so important and one thing he said is like you know when you consume media right like YouTube Twitter Instagram these are all designed to be like really bite sized um, like interchangeable quick just just fast consumption right and, and yeah. the way your brain is wired then when you consume this is like short bursts of attention and and thought right you see a tweet you think about it move on forget about it like it's it's out of your memory within 15 seconds 
Um, but for reading, he says, you know, it's a, it's a very long form way of almost meditative thought and, and, and things that it's kind of like fast food, you know, like social media is fast food while, um, and, and, you know, you eat it for, for the sake of eating it and feeling that quick pleasure of, of yeah, eating yeah, it, yeah. Right? And then like reading, you know, is like, it's a slow marination, right? Like you, you take a bite and you savor the, the flavors to tease out every single ingredient and then like make sure it's fully comprehended before you swallow. Um, and I, I don't know. I was like, damn, man, I, I've spent a lot of time, you know, with these fast sorts of things. I'm afraid that my brain has been like almost permanently wired into that, into that kind of rapid fire mode. Right. Yeah. So like, okay. Fuck. Let me, let me read something. Let me just try reading and have like sit down 15 minutes at least. Right. And yeah, I picked up this one that I, I remember I bought a couple months ago. Um, this was a thrift thrift store book. Mm-hmm. Um, and because like I saw John Green is like, oh, yeah, I, I know this guy. So I started reading and like it. I just didn't stop. It was like two hours in. I was like, oh, shit, Yo. I should probably do something else. Um, and then I finished it today. Um, and so this was all yesterday, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Now today I finished the book. Um, so it's not like I've been like engrossing myself in in teen love, but it's just that this book itself kind of like woke me up and it was like, damn, man, this is like definitely one side of my life that f- for one has not really existed before. And another is so enviable, like even the bad emotions. And I wanted to ask you this as well. Like you said you were in previous relationships and obviously you had to end those relationships to be in your current one. Yeah. I was wondering what those end ends felt like. Well, I've always heard of the thing where it's like, I want my heart broken. Have no, you heard no, that? No, no. Yeah, 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 that's not what I mean. But like, no, I mean a part of that is true, though. Like oh, a part okay. of that is actually true. Like, I mean, it's just sometimes people just want to like feel all of it, like the, the gross, toxic stuff mixed with that. Like they want the extreme highs and lows, and it's just it complements and suits their personality. Like, I mean, personally, that's not for me. I would rather not have my heart broken. <laughs> but okay, some people so- just. Yeah, some people just want to feel like a lot, and a way to do that is to have a really like fast, uh, roller coaster like relationship. I uh, suppose, but I, well, I well, first of all, I think you're someone who always feels a lot. Yes. You know, so, so you don't need more of that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but also, I think it's not even like I want a roller coaster per se. It's like it's, I'm not doing this for the adrenaline. It's yeah. more like. Uh, I'm trying to think of like foods that are taste bad, but you wa- you keep going back to them. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't name any, but I know what you're talking about. Right, like just things that for some reason you you know that you know the experience coming is like kind of eh or bad or straight out dangerous, but like you want, oh spicy foods. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You yeah. Go. In a way, you know, like oh the the process of going through it sucks, and like you're sweating, you're you're in pain and then like afterwards some reason you fucking go back yeah you know um yeah it, it's kind of related but like it's more just like the process of breaking up i think i think every human kind of needs to experience every emotion yeah right? like, like oh, agreed. yeah th- 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 that could be like one life goal right is to you know you shouldn't live your life being all happy right because then that's just your new normal yeah, well, right. yeah. Experiencing every mo- emotion. I mean, all these emotions are here for a reason. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they're they're here, and I think 
were intended if they're here and our brain is capable of making those certain chemicals like serve them up let's see what let's see let's see what it's about exactly it's like eating tofu for your entire life right you don't want to eat do that you want to you want to try every cuisine out there yeah yeah and some of it uh, i mean you're gonna want to spit it out but at least you, you found out right yeah but yeah i mean i've never really gone through a bad breakup like never like i've never even Every breakup I've gone through has been like mutual and the relationship never lasted more than two months. So I wasn't really too upset about it anyways. So I'm yet to experience that. Never. I mean, I've, I've had had my my heart like a little broken, just ta- a tad bit. Like I've been, I've, I've, I've been really disappointed before. Like I've, oh. I remember sophomore year, I had expectations with a girl and I was like, wow, this is going so great. And then I was just blindsided and I was like, oh, that really sucked. <laughs> that was terrible. Hmm. And, and then I started, I don't think so. Well, it's not really something that I've really talked about with anyone. I think it, it was, it happened so fast. So I just, yeah, hmm. but yeah, I just, uh, it, it was really depressing. Um, and I started listening to Joji after that, <laughs> 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 but then I stopped. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was actually cringy now that I look back on it, you know. But I've experienced it and I'm not one of those people who wants to like have their heart broken at all. No, I I don't think that's true. Oh, oh no, 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 sorry, let me rephrase. Um in terms of like I don't think that's true. I don't think what you said is not true. I don't think the phrase itself is true. I don't think people when they say that they actually mean it. If you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, I, I think when they say that, it's it's kind of to like fall into that romantic, romantic stereotype because you know it, it sounds epic, it sounds Shakespearean, um, but more so, I think it's like somehow, some some way, perversely, it's like an emotion that I don't even, you know what, I'm not even gonna try, but like. Yeah, it's one thing that I think everyone everyone needs to feel, is what I'm saying. Totally and agree. It's a missing side of everyone that I think once you've experienced it, I think you can call yourself a better person. Yeah, and it's an entirely new set of just things I've never felt. Like I, That's why I think it's crucial. And I think, uh, I guess, because I know it's like, if it's a goal of yours, um, and what I've noticed with people who've never really been in a relationship throughout high school, like they all just never really made an, an effort, right? They just never really tried to like get oh. into a relationship. Yeah. You're and, about yeah. 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 And <laughs> I mean, you never really tried to, right? No. You just kind of, yeah. Well, and that's uh, the thing, like a little bit, maybe a little bit towards the end of the senior year. Yeah. Sure. But I like, I mean, it was a big, like I tried <laughs> and if you don't try, like it sucks. Like I know a lot of people think that love, it just like will fall into your lap. Like just let it come to you. Right. You really, you can't really let it come to you. Like if you don't, if you don't seem interested, obviously, I mean, it's just, everyone's going to just going to back away. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You have to put in the work. You have to buy the gift cards, the make the box, paint the canvas. You do. And, and it shouldn't even be work if it's really the one for you. It should, it was just, I had a smile on my face of doing all that. I went $40 in debt, but I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I haven't told anyone about this, but the, 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 when I said like kinda, it was like, yeah, tell me. Um, yeah. 
it was with someone i think it was just yeah it was just it was not really out of like emotional attraction it was just like lust <laughs> pretty much pretty much really yeah it was it i've, was very, I've had those moments yeah. it's very superficial but like yeah she was like oh yeah i liked you junior year when we had english together I was like oh bet let's go hang out and we were at starbucks and yeah we just talked and i kind of knew it was difficult to maintain conversation i'm not gonna lie oh really and i didn't take that as like a sign and and frankly it was um how do i say this my brain wasn't the one that was thinking i guess you don't know what i'm saying i get exactly what you're saying shit bro we're on like the same fucking wavelength right now well and i think anyone listening would i mean like love everything is so like there's just not words it sounds so stupid but really like sometimes when you're having a conversation about love it's just like most of it's like oh yeah i know yeah yeah it's it's a very even though even despite its mysteriousness it's a very relatable topic yeah and dude i've been there and it just sucks there is nothing worse than going on a date with someone and you're just so excited to meet this person and it's like oh, let's find everything about this like we're gonna be the conversation the sparks are gonna be flying and then the conversation's on lifeline like five minutes in yeah and you're just like oh i didn't want to force this this is so disappointing i thought i was gonna be able to just talk and it sucks for you and and also me like we like talking about a lot of shit. Like there's nothing pseudo about anything we really talk about. Like we like going in depth and it's hard to find people who, who can like maintain and hold a conversation like this. I really, it is hard. Like yeah. Molly and I, every time we call, like what I do is I put my jacket. Well, now that's cold. I put like three jackets on, put my shoes on and I go walk all the way to the park. That's like two miles away. And Molly and I just fucking talk. Like we talk about everything. We'll talk about politics. We'll talk about religion. We'll talk about sciences. Like we literally had a conversation about the whole thing. Uh, it, it was like a two-hour conversation about how things evolved into crabs twice. Have you seen that video? What? Yes. No. How in evolution, uh, there are because w- what these people found is they were looking at uh, two different types of crabs that people have classified together for a long time, but found that there are just huge differences between them, but they have a similar shape and which is like the claws and their crustaceans. But what they found out is that they evolved in complete into crabs in completely different periods of time, like separated by hundreds of millions of years. Yeah. Because the the crab is just so effective that things have evolved into it twice. Yeah, it was convergent evolution. I mean, like, yeah. um, for instance, the humpback whale fin and a dolphin fin kind oh, of happened twice. Yeah. All right. I mean, so, the, the idea of the fin, right? Because, like, birds, if you think about it, birds first evolved into wings, and then for penguins, it devolved back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So that's a good point. But, yeah, so, like, just things like that. Like, but it's rare that you could just talk about that with people. Like, I, I've tried so hard. And it's also just hard for me to make friends because just people don't talk like the way we talk. Mm. They really don't. And it's hard to just even find friends. So I was very, very lucky to not only find my best friend, but also someone who caters to, yeah, the emotional side of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's going to be hard, bro. Like, you need to be less interesting, David. (laughs) That's how you can guarantee yourself love. Wait, what? What? (laughs) 
What does that be, mean? Be less interesting. How and why? People people are scared. And, and what I've noticed, and I'm going to tell you this right now, but actually don't, never. Like this, I'm just saying, like, th- th- I'm not speaking and this isn't literal. But what I'm saying is like, people are intimidated, David. People think that like, you're just like on another plane for some reason. But and see, I'm that, like, that's more said high, right? I feel like if you go somewhere new, that's not necessarily the case. Well, no, like I've met like quote unquote, like smart people. And I, I've never really met anyone who can just jump into every topic as you can. I'm not even kidding. Like, I feel like talking to you, the reason why it's intimidating and the reason why I've had to step up my game, like really, to be honest, is I feel like you've put, you've already put thought into everything. Like, I feel like you've like, and when I bring up a topic, you're like, oh, and then you've like, you have something already. And I'm like, what? Like at first it blew my mind when we first started podcasting. Cause I'm like, how? Like mm-hmm. th- I, I thought this was like a really underground topic that no one's ever heard of. And David already has like a three page essay. He's thought of <laughs> about this. So that should be a positive, but some people find it really intimidating and they're like, I don't know how to talk to this guy. Cause I feel like, he knows, he already knows like what I'm like, I can't tell him anything new. You know what I mean? Well, so that's, well, we, we both know that's not the case at all. You know, like you've, I mean, just in this episode, dude, a lot has been said that I have no yeah. idea. About. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is never like try to cater, like never try to seem like anybody else. Really what you have to do is find someone that's, that's on your level. That's what it's all about. That's the most important thing. Someone that you can talk to, like we talk and like I talk to Molly. Like you can just talk about literally everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's what I desire, you know. Um and that's interesting. Well it's so like as someone who is not me, I can't tell what my reputation was at Merced High. Like I tr- I really I think we had this conversation a bunch of times already, but Anyways, um, well, I'll tell you what people thought. Like, I'll just tell you what people have said. Oh, fuck. Wait, really? People have said this? Well, no. Okay. Well, first and foremost, like everybody, everybody loves you. Like, that's just a fact. Like everyone thinks that you are the nicest human being on earth. Like, I promise you. Like one, I think that. I think that you are just beyond compassionate. And everyone I've talked to has said this like as well. Like they, they do believe that you're just super smart. Super, super, uh, super kind. But another thing is like, it's, it's the people who are, were like nervous to come on the podcast. And I would always ask them why, like, I remember Sari was extremely nervous, uh, and Sari's brother as well. And Lauren and so many other people, they didn't want to embarrass themselves in front of you. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, I, I'll never forget. They were like, I don't want to sound stupid in front of David. Like I've always, I've heard that. Time and time again, I don't want to sound stupid in front of David. And I've always tried to like decode what that meant because I, that's something I've never felt. Like I felt like I could be stupid in front of you and that's fine. And there hasn't really been a moment where either of us has been stupid to me. Well, okay. I said Mein Kampf, never mind. Um. <laughs> but no, I mean, cause that isn't really a thing. Like that's not, we've, and we're not that judgmental. We've never been that judgmental. And that's no. the main reason why I couldn't get people on the show. And that's what I, I always try to tell people. David is not a judgmental person. 
he is, I'm the judgmental one, if anything. Like, well, you should be scared of me, not him. Damn. So that's, that's what I'm saying. People, they, I'm going to say, yeah, they are intimidated. But that doesn't mean they don't think you're kind. Yeah, no, I, I see the distinction there. Um, yeah. That's rough. I think we talked about this. Yeah. And there's no easy thing. I mean, like, I, I, ideally, I can just go up into everyone's like, hey, trust me, I'm, please just everyone's interesting you know that, that that's the other thing like i remember when we talked to lauren like i could tell that she was obviously not willing to come on the podcast i didn't push it but yeah yeah, yeah i was like trying to show that like everyone is interesting and like why why put yourself below someone else you know like what's the I value know. in that right like, what, like yeah it's confidence it's, it's all about confidence right being being confident in yourself i think is something that schools have long just no, I mean, like, you know, in, in your case as well, like if admin spent more time, like I remember that one time when, when Miss McCauley did not let you on that bus trip, that really set me up. That, that really pissed me off. I don't know. I don't know if I showed it a lot, but that, that really I bugged me. It was infuriating. Yeah. That, I, I know that you were very mad because obviously that was the, you deserve to be mad, but I was really like ticked off about that. Cause like, yeah, it made no sense thematically at all for an administrator to, to boot someone off and I mean, sure prior grudge but that, if it's prior grudge it's even worse because that means yeah, and, and our, let's think about our intentions like i wanted to go and interview the mayor which we had permission to do because pedroso set it up like yeah. how do you how do you understand that those are the students intentions of going and still say no to his face like you you shut down an opportunity for a we the students journalism moment where I could have gone up to the mayor of Merced and really cemented our role as like the community organization on campus. And they just straight up just, she shut that down out of spite. Yeah. 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 So, so at every single moment, you know, this is the same thing. Every, every teacher, every administrator, every day is faced with constant decisions. And those decisions can sometimes have huge impact on, on what students do, what students, who students are, what they become. But um, yeah, that was very that was a very disappointing moment. I I had previously saw the administration as a very very kind and willing, and just overall just sensitive group of people. Like I mean, like yeah. you know, I'm, Mr. Cohen for one. I think we can both agree he's a fucking goat. Um, mm-hmm. he 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 was like he was always on it, and with, with the TED event, he was. You know, even though he wasn't able to be there, he was always in support. He oh yeah, and, and those those meetings he would pull us into were just the best. Yeah, like he was willing like, to talk. You know? Yeah, he like sometimes it wouldn't even like he would just call us in like it wasn't to ask if we needed funding or anything. He just wanted to know how things were going and like what we had going on and like if we needed anything, you know. And you like, hit us up with just so many opportunities. Yeah, like like, like that's that's what's supposed to happen. Not whatever this malarkey is with with you know not letting someone go on a fucking trip because of a permission slip mishap. You know? like, <laughs> which I God. which I handled and everyone agreed that I handled. Like that's right. Mm. Anyway, anyways, there's there's no point in like going too hard. It's it's over. We're but, graduated. We might as well fucking yeah. But back back to, to confidence. Yeah, yeah but, but it's all about confidence, you know. And I and I wish I wish I wish more people understood that that I mean like they they have a story that matters, you know. Like I I I always learn something. Like you know Hannah Lots, right? She I don't know if you caught this from her, but I feel like her vibe is very confident. She's a very confident person in herself. I do, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Like, 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 she's she's obviously very sure of what what who she is and what she does. Oh yeah. 
and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Th- that's not like a special trait or anything. That's just that's just her at her truest self, and I think everyone has that, right? We're like, imagine if every every one of our episodes were with people who had the same confidence as Hannah, right? Like, I feel like we would go so far, right? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like the, the we would have gotten like just unbelievably in depth with people if yeah. everyone was just like as open as Hannah was like, yeah, it, I mean, Hannah just felt like Hannah lots. Like, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's really what it was all about. Yeah. But, and, and know, we had many guests who were just like, felt like they were themselves, which was just fantastic. There were, there were, um, but there's so many who like, I feel think, like I'm trying to think who, who like, who stood out. Uh, well, Trevor always came on as himself. Well, obviously. Yeah. Trevor was fucking a bit. Well, cause you know, he's also theater. So that helped with the confidence thing. Yeah. And, and, also, Trevor, I mean, he had a journey himself with this whole self-confidence. I remember he was out yeah. for the count. Like, he really despised himself, the way he looked, what he talked about. Like, yeah, and, and he really turned it around. And, like, I can tell by what he posts and how he talks. And oh, how, yeah, he's in a like, really good relationship, too, now. And his goals. Like, this man has just sky-high goals that yet, like, even though they're so, like, the, the chances seems so low of like becoming a director and composing your own soundtrack on your own original film. It's, it doesn't sound too far fetched for Trevor. Like, why do I feel like that's so obtainable for him? Like, I almost feel like that he was born to do that. Yeah. That's projecting confidence. That's when you know that you, you are yourself. Yeah. I'm trying to wonder who wasn't though. Uh, I don't, should we name people who we were like, yeah. No, probably not. Probably, probably not. Well, that's a, that's a post podcast conversation. Uh, it's a post podcast conversation. <laughs> I don't know, but I think I think everyone came on, regardless of confident or not, or being true to so, always brought something interesting to the table. Of course, you know, and and that's what it was. I just wish more people understood that. I feel like, uh, well, obviously, there's a lot of things we could have done different with for we the students, um, but not, one thing it would not have changed was definitely just being able to go to the octo and record three four five six times a week yes sir yeah throw them out yeah the best you know and it's crazy every dude, even though we've stopped posting anything on we the students we're still getting like 50 listens per episode or like 50 additional episodes uh, 50 additional listens sorry every day Oh um, wow! So just like scattered throughout each episode, scattered like, throughout, right? Like I think some people are revisiting, some people are discovering our podcast, um, and yeah, it's just like it's just there. Yeah. And, oh, my friend Angelica actually like just warmed my heart. Uh, she was a, one of my old Rayleigh's coworkers. She got her Spotify Wrapped, and we the students it was her number two podcast. Yo, yeah, dude, I have a friend as well. She she doesn't listen to podcasts, but like her Spotify Wrapped was our podcast number one. It was like nine listens. You know? uh, fine. Yeah. I mean, for a podcast, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot of time dedicated. Yeah. Nine of our episodes. Well, I don't know if she listened to all of it, but assuming that she had, it was like, it's like four and a half hours. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. When you put it like that. And and what I found cool is Angelica, it also showed her most like, you know, it has like your binge moment, your podcast uh, binge moment. She binged like six of our episodes in one sitting. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, like the more the more I revisit this moment, it's like it's it, the more I realize how formative of a time it was. Definitely for yeah. me, and I'm sure for you as well. But yes, yes, yeah. 
So I think I think this was a roller coaster of an episode, dude. This is we're 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 throwing out fucking bangers, man. I know. Wow. Like, and I feel like our last episode. I mean, even though we didn't get even close to this deep, like it was still just a nice conversation. Yeah, in person, that's always nice. We're just like chilling. Next time, dude. Next time. Okay, so tea. Uh, maybe even t- yeah, tea. Definitely tea. But yeah, just like food. I think food makes it even more. I, I mean, you know, I know you had a burrito, but like while we're eating. We could talk. And that, that burrito sucked though, and oh, shit. And, and we can't get anything too chewy, like because you know we don't want to. Oh be yeah, just, well, yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll sure. think about that, dude. If we get some tea and a nice little meal, and we're just all cooped up in there, cozy, Jeez. turn on the just, TV, just put sitting back. On. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, okay, for sure. Yeah, sweet. So well, I'll I see think- my German audience later. This is uh a great conversation how yeah um so this is how david and cal felt on wednesday december 9th 2020